Well, welcome everyone to the Church Alive podcast. We are passionate at Church Alive, helping people fulfill God's potential for their lives. And that means developing, building, coaching, inspiring leaders. I hope you'll have a leaning factor that today you can grow. Today you can take on a new mentality, a new mindset. And as you allow God to prune you, lift you, other people to inspire you, learn from you, you can become all that God has destined you to become. All right. Well, for those of you who are listening to the news, and most of you already know this information, but earlier this week, our governor of New Jersey announced that schools will be closed till the end of the academic school year. Although it was inevitable, although I saw it coming, to be honest, as soon as I heard it, my heart just broke. It broke because I have three kids at home under the age of 11 who are really missing their friends. They're missing that interaction. They're missing, you know, recess time. They're missing some kind of structure that they were used to. And one person in particular, my middle child, Rachel, I knew that it was going to be hard for her. She was really looking forward to getting back to school. Her birthday's actually tomorrow, Monday. And so I just knew, oh man, when I have to tell her, it's going to be hard. And sure enough, as soon as she walked through the door, I, I, I thought maybe if I said it in a casual way, it wouldn't be so bad. It, it would just be a normal thing that happened that day. And I, so she walked in, I'm like, hey, sweetheart, so unfortunately, you know, school's canceled till the end of the year, but it's okay, we're still gonna have a great summer. And she just paused, and she looked at me, and you just saw the disappointment on her face. And literally a second or two, she went running to the bathroom, and she locked the door, and I just heard her crying. So I walked over to the bathroom, I knocked on the door, and I wondered if she would open the door, and she did, she opened the door. And as she opened the door, I just held her. And she put her face in my chest. She buried her face in my chest and she just cried. And she cried. And to be quite honest with you, I had to hold back tears in that moment as I was trying to convince her, Rachel, it's going to be okay, honey. We're still going to have a great summer. We're still going to do things and have great memories. And she's like, but mommy, I miss my friends. But mommy, why is this happening? But mommy, and to be quite honest with you, in that moment, I got so angry. In that moment, in that moment, I felt so helpless and, and powerless. And as a mom, I just, I wanted to fix it. I wanted to fix her pain. I wanted to fix what was going on. I want to be able to give my daughter a birthday party with all her friends. I, I want things to go back to normal. And, and I got angry and I got disappointed and I got aggravated. And to be honest, as I held her and I rubbed her back and we did that for a few moments, for a few minutes perhaps, and she went off pretty disappointed still. And I went to go sit down to get ready for another Zoom meeting I had to have with, with some people from church. And before the call, I just sobbed. I just cried. And I was like, God, I want to fix it. God, I feel powerless. God, why can't this just end? Why can't this virus just go? Why can't we just open our state? Why can't we just keep people safe? What is going on? I want to fix this for my daughter. And the reality is we all sometimes can feel powerless, right? We, we want to fix this thing, right? We want to keep people safe. We want to do things that will save people. Whatever it is, we're trying to find the cure so that we can go back to normal. And then I had to come to terms 
that perhaps the most obvious thing that sometimes in our own eyes we think isn't going to do a darn thing is actually the most powerful thing. I found that we are actually not powerless, that we do have power and we can actually ask the Holy Spirit to give us more of that power. For some reason, when we think about this word that I'm going to talk to you about today, we don't look at it as a word that is powerful or an action that is powerful. Perhaps we think of it as something that is polite or something that is of good manners, something a nice person might do. But what I want to talk to you about today is the kind of power that the Bible tells us leads people to repentance. The kind of power I want to talk to you about today is an indicator of our spiritual growth and maturity. The kind of power I want to talk to you about today is the kind of power that is an indicator of what we are full of. It produces honor and credibility. It's the kind of power that produces a good harvest. What kind of power am I talking about? This thing I want to talk to you about today, this thing has the power to walk someone off a ledge. This thing has the power to clothe someone who is cold, to feed someone who is hungry, to give a cup of water to some who is thirsty, someone who is thirsty, to put a smile on someone's face perhaps who is depressed. It also has the power to make someone who feels unseen feel seen or feels unheard feel heard. I don't know about you, but everything I just listed off doesn't just sound nice to me. It doesn't just sound like something polite. It doesn't just sound like good manners or something a nice person does. What I want to talk to you about today, it has the power. And as I mentioned a few moments ago, if it has the power to feed someone, if it has the power to, to, to put away thirst for someone, to clothe someone, to take someone off a ledge, that sounds pretty darn powerful to me. And yet we take this thing for granted. We don't see it as powerful, but maybe today if we can adjust the lens of, of what we think about this word, if we can just make the lens clearer, if we can make it brighter, perhaps then you'll see the power that this word carries and it can actually change your mindset. And when you change your mindset, you change your speech. And when you change your speech, you can change a household. You can change your workplace. You can change even the way you live your life. So what is this thing I want to talk about? I want to talk about the simplicity, but the often forgotten power of kindness. Kindness is an extension of love. Kindness is love in action. Kindness sees someone who is hungry. They don't just feel the compassion. They don't just feel the love. They actually go and they do something about it. They bring that homeless person a meal. Kindness doesn't just see someone who is cold and feels the compassion. No, they see, they feel, and they do. Kindness is love in action. Kindness, like love, is patient. 
I mentioned earlier a few things that the Bible tells us about kindness. The first thing I mentioned was that kindness leads us to repentance. It leads someone to repentance. And we find that in the book of Romans chapter 2, verses 4. It says that the kindness of God leads people to repentance. It is the kindness of God, the kindness of our Lord. It is what he's done for us, his saving grace, his saving mercy that leads us to repentance. Darn, that sounds pretty powerful to me. I also mentioned that it's an indicator of our spiritual growth and maturity. So often we think that spiritual maturity is whether you've been a Christian for 10, 20, 30, 40 years and you know a lot of stuff. Actually, that's nothing to do with spiritual maturity. Spiritual maturity is not how much you know, it's how much you do. It's how much love and kindness flows out of you. That's the greatest indicator we have as Christians. It's how we walk in love and how we walk out that love. And we find that in Galatians 5.22. If you're in my daily Bible studies, you're going to chuckle because every time I talk, I always mention the fruits of the Spirit because it's an indicator, are we growing? Are we healthy in our walk with God? And in Galatians 5.22, it mentions the nine fruits of the Spirit. It's love, it's joy, peace, patience, kindness. It's not a weak word, it's a powerful word. Goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I mentioned earlier also that it's an indicator of what we're full of. A lot of people are full of a lot of stuff, but this is an indicator. If you have kindness, it's an indicator of what you are full of. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 4, it says that love is patient and love is kind. I mentioned also that it produces honor and credibility. Proverbs 21, 21 says, whoever pursues righteousness and kindness will find life, righteousness, and honor. Man, I want to be the kind of person that has credibility and is able to be honored because of my kindness. I love this one in Proverbs eleven seventeen. It says, your kindness will reward you. It produces a good harvest in your world. Kindness is also an indicator of your understanding of how much you've been saved from or how much God's grace has been for you and his mercy and forgiveness is for you. When we can grasp that, when we can understand what God has saved us from, it's so much easier for us to extend that grace, extend that kindness to others, even when they've harmed us. You know, it doesn't mean you're a mat to walk on. It just means that instead of retaliation, you react in kindness. You react with strength that comes from God. You see, there's godly strength, and then there's fleshly strength. Fleshly strength says, you know what? I'm going to curse him out. You know what? I'm going to knock him out. I'm going to put him in a headlock and tell him who's boss, right? That's fleshly the fleshly kind of strength, right, that says, you know what, I'm going to go on a rampage of gossip and let them know who's boss. But the spirit, godly, godly strength is when the spirit empowers you to just walk away. The spirit of God will empower you to pray for them. The spirit will empower you to be kind when you don't want to be or don't even know how to be. It takes power to be kind when it's hard. You want to be strong? Do hard things. 
And doing hard things sometimes looks like being kind when you don't feel like it. Looks like being kind when everyone's going crazy and they're all going mad on social media and they're all telling the governors and the president what to do and what not to do and they're all yelling at each other because you have an opinion and he has an opinion and listen to my opinion and everyone's going mad and you just want to go in there and tell everyone to shut the heck up. But you don't. You walk away. You bite your tongue. That's power. It's easy to be kind when no one is annoying you, right? But I'm talking about the kindness when you are aggravated, when you're even inconvenienced, when you're hurt, and when you're busy. Sometimes we gotta get a little inconvenienced, guys, right? So that we can be kind. But today on Mother's Day, I felt like this message shouldn't be actually just a message for moms. Actually, I felt like this message needed to be for us sons and daughters for any of us who has a mom, a biological mom who's alive still, a, a stepmom, an adopted mom, perhaps a spiritual mom, or if there is a mother figure in your life, this message is for you. Even if your mom has passed on, this message is for you. But if you don't have a mother figure in your life, perhaps you can apply this to a father. So I want you to listen in. I'll start by saying uh, very carefully that I understand that not everybody has the same experience of a loving, caring, sacrificial mom. Not everyone has those memories. Not everyone has those experiences with being raised by a loving mom, an intentional mom, a present mom. Not everyone had it easy when it came to mom. Some of you watching today may resent your mom. You don't have fond childhood memories. Your, your memories consist of harsh discipline and, and correction and little affection. Maybe she left you when you were young. Maybe she left dad. Maybe she neglected you so she could be with all the boyfriends. Maybe she abused you or she was a drug addict or she, she abused alcohol. Maybe she didn't. Maybe she did the best with what she had and you're great with that. Maybe as she's gotten older, she's realized she made mistakes and she's already reconciled with you and things are great and you've restored that relationship and you're on a journey. Thank God. I hope that is the case. Maybe for others, as your mom has gotten older, she's gotten needier, but you have gotten busier and she's become a nuisance or bothersome or an inconvenience in your eyes. Maybe now you're all grown up, you, you have a family of your own and life is busy and you're trying to keep your head above water and, and you don't really remember mom as often. You know, she calls you and you sometimes answer, you sometimes decline because you're busy, but maybe you're all mom has left. When I think of what a mom should be, when I think of healthy motherhood, I think of sacrifice and kindness, love, she was inconvenienced for us, kisses, I think of hugs, I think of story time, I, I think of songs, I also think of imperfection, I think of mistakes, I think of moments perhaps when a mom, I know this has been me, where I've been stressed and I answer my kids in a harsh way and, and then seconds later I walk away feeling the shame and guilt of how I just reacted and responded to my child. Motherhood is not just all kisses, love, and great memories. It's also pain and mistakes and failures, and we'll mess up sometimes. 
And so today I felt it was important to speak on why it's important to be kind to your mom, regardless of the kind of mom she might have been to you. The power of kindness when it comes to mom looks like this, number one, if you're taking notes. It looks like forgiving mom. Forgiving mom. Nine times out of 10, your mom knows she messed it up. She knows that she failed, trust me. Moms, we know when we mess up. We may not always show it well, we may not always tell it, we're not maybe good sometimes at saying we're sorry, but forgiving mom is so pivotal, it's so important, not just for you, not just for the health of your current family, but so often we see moms carrying shame and carrying guilt for years because they know they failed their child and they just so long for their forgiveness. Today, can I encourage you that forgiving mom doesn't mean, doesn't make what she did wrong right. It just releases you. It releases her and it heals the present and the future and also heals the past. Number two, the power of kindness looks like being patient with mom. In some cases, you may be all that she has left. Maybe dad left. Maybe dad was never even there. And now she's getting older. She may have dedicated her entire life to you. Maybe she didn't. But in so many cases, she has. And she put her dreams on the line to raise you. Be patient with mom. When she calls, she may just need your kindness, not your coldness. I know that we can get busy. I know that life is crazy and mom doesn't understand, but don't forget what she did for you as she was raising you. She was inconvenienced. Her body was inconvenienced, right? Her sleep was deprived. Her girlfriend time. Be patient with mom. As your mom gets older, she won't be as sharp mentally. And I've bumped into this myself with my parents. As they get older, they're not so current with, you know, technology and the culture and the trends. And my mom is quite hilarious, actually, on social media. It's pretty hilarious. She has no clue what she's doing. When she first got onto Facebook, she would just take random pictures because she doesn't actually know how to take pictures with her phone. She thinks she does. And then she somehow manages, we don't know how, to upload them on Facebook. So you got pictures of her in her robe taking a picture of her feet and think that, thank God that's all she got a picture of, right? And she's done some funny things on social media and she doesn't even realize that everyone can see what she's doing and saying. And now she's on Instagram, and I'm like, Lord, have mercy on my soul. But be patient with mom. Be patient with mom. Number three, the power of kindness looks like remembering mom. Call her more often, not just for birthdays and Mother's Day, not just when you need something. Intentionally remember mom. If she doesn't already call you every day, every hour, it's because she's afraid of it being an inconvenience to you. Maybe she's afraid of bothering you, but I guarantee you, mom wants to hear your voice. She longs to hear the kindness that comes out of your voice. 
Mom longs for your voice. She longs for your forgiveness. She longs for you to think of her. Being inconvenienced for mom is not an inconvenience at all. It's an honor and it brings you great honor. As you're kind to her, it brings honor to your life. Go see mom. Number four, the power of kindness looks like loving on mom. Don't just get her flowers and on Mother's Day and birthdays. Don't just wait until she's passed away to visit her headstone, her headstone, sorry, and, and bring her flowers. You see so many flowers as you drive by cemeteries. And I wonder how often those people received flowers when they were alive. Don't wait till they're gone. Fill their lives now with kindness, with love, with goodness. No one can fill a mother's heart more than a son or daughter. I want to shift this message right now and I want to actually talk to husbands and fathers for a moment. You know, moms carry more weight than you could ever understand and it's never to devalue you as a dad or as a husband. And we know you carry a lot of weight, the responsibility of the household. But there's some things you may never understand why a mom gets so stressed out, like why a birthday party has to be so perfect and why her hair needs to look so perfect and why he needs to look handsome for his first dance or whatever it is. There's certain things that you won't understand and this is gonna sound petty and this is gonna sound silly, but take a picture when she isn't looking. Take a picture when she's cooking when she's doing laundry, when she's bathing the kids, when she's doing the things that are behind the scenes. You know, a lot of times as moms, we're so busy doing the serious things at home, right? We, we come home from work and we start to cook or we start to clean and, and everyone else is playing and, and there's awesome shots of that. But moms, sometimes we wanna be in pictures too, right? So dads, husbands, grab a picture when your wife when the mother of your child is there fixing your child's hair or making dinner for the family, cherish the moments that so often don't get caught on camera because those are the moments that count. It's the sacrifices, it's the little things, it's the big things. Take a picture when she's laughing. Even take a picture when she's crying. Cherish them. And now, mom, this part is for you. You're human. You've made mistakes. And guess what? You're gonna keep making mistakes. Your mistakes don't define you. You're not a failure. You're just human. It's okay. Forgive yourself. Feel the forgiveness of God the Father. But you need to forgive yourself too. I'll also say this, you can't fix everything. I know we want to, as moms, we want to fix the world. We want to beat up anyone who messes with our kids. Like, we'll, like, whatever, we'll do it, because we're moms and we're tough. <laughs> but at the end of the day, while we sometimes may feel powerless, I had to come to terms that the most powerful thing that I can do is love the best way I know how. 
is to love the best way I have, the best way I know how. We've all been given a portion of love, and, and the Bible tells us that if we ask that our capacity would grow in love, that God would grow our capacity to love better. Love is enough. It doesn't mean you don't have to grow in love. It doesn't mean that you don't have to improve how you love. It, but love is enough, and sometimes that is what needs to happen. That is what your child needs to feel from you to fix whatever is happening. We may not be able to fix what's all around us, but we have the power to fix what's happening inside of those we love. Love is enough and love can grow and we can fill our kids' hearts with words that encourage them, with our presence that reassures them, with our hugs and kisses that fills them, with simple gifts that celebrates them, with doing the little and the big things that are important for them. It's just not one of those things, right? You just, gifts can't take the place of your presence. But all of these things, done the best way you know how, fills the love tanks of the incredible gift that has been entrusted to us, our kids. Whether biological, spiritual, adopted, or whatever mother role you play in someone's life, loving the best way we know how and growing in love heals the soul. It's powerful. Sons, daughters, mothers, fathers, be kind to each other. When it's easy, when it's hard, it's a power that we often take for granted, but it's a power that heals our soul. Is there a mom you need to forgive? A mom or dad you need to call, a mom or dad that you need to grow more patient with or remember more often or be more intentional with or love on. If you're a mom and you feel like you've blown it, you've made so many mistakes and you still haven't forgiven yourself today, I want to tell you today is your opportunity to forgive yourself, to receive the forgiveness of God and to let it go. You know, earlier today in my message, I mentioned Romans chapter 2, verse 4. It says, it is the kindness of the Lord that leads us to repentance. And right now, in this moment, maybe you've never have experienced this kind of kindness from God. You know that Jesus came and he died on a cross. And you know the story of this amazing person named Jesus. And you believe in him but you've never received him as king of your life, as master of your life, as Lord of all of your life. You know, so often people think that there are prerequisites for coming to Christ, that you have to clean up before you come to Christ. You have to um, clean up before you go to church. You gotta get your life in order first or, or whatever. And you have this narrative about God, but God just says, yo, no, no. Come, come as you are, black or white, rich or poor, businessman, not a businessman. It doesn't matter where you've been, what you've done, who you are. You are invited to this kindness of our God. You are invited to the saving grace of our King. You are invited. There are no prerequisites. Only thing he asks of you is that you would receive his forgiveness and that you would receive this gift of grace. It's something to know about someone, to know something about someone and it's another thing to truly know them. 
I want to invite you in this moment to not just know about God, but truly know Him. Truly invite Him to be Lord of all of your life. He loves you. He has great things in store for you. And if you're sensing that right now, you've never made that decision. No, you know what? I'm tired of living my own way. I'm tired of my own agenda. I want God to set my path straight. I want to go where he leads me. I want to be where he leads me. I want to be in his will. If that's you and you want forgiveness of sins and you want to be in relationship with God right now, right now in your living room or wherever you may be, can you grab your phone? And I want you to text connect seven, connect the number seven to 97,000. And this will help us connect with you and help you go on this journey. We want to send you a gift. But don't let this moment pass if that's you. If you're saying, yes, Pastor Miriam, I want to receive Jesus as Lord of my life. I want to place him as king of my life. Yes, that's me. Then don't bypass this moment right now. Grab your phone. It's super simple. And just fill it out. It's a couple of questions there. And then we'll send you a gift. And then my invitation to you would be, hey, keep following us online. Check out what we're doing throughout the week so that you can grow. Don't just know God, follow God. He's got amazing things in store for you. Why don't you pray with me? If that's you, if you are grabbing your phone and you're texting connect seven to 97,000, I want you to go ahead and keep doing that, but I'm gonna pray and I'd love for you to repeat this prayer with me or just in your heart or however it is that you wanna do it. It's just simply inviting Jesus to forgive your sins. It's simply inviting Jesus to take over, to be master, to be Lord of your life. Come on, pray with me. Jesus, I thank you for the gift of grace, for the gift of your kindness. I thank you that you take me just as I am, that you allow me to come as I am. Forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my mistakes and my failures. I thank you that you don't count them against me any longer. You've wiped my slate clean. I receive your grace. I receive you as Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. Well, I hope you received that word. Maybe right now you need to call a mom. You need to make things right. You need to forgive a mom. But go and enjoy mom today. We love you. We're praying for you. We really miss you. And we're just believing that our nation will be healed soon so that we can gather and keep kicking butt together. Love you guys. God bless you.